The following material is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. You can find out more about the Institute's work by visiting www.ezrainstitute.ca. Hello and welcome back to the podcast for Cultural Reformation brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. This is the show for culture makers where we help you think about the nature of human beings and what we do and make with the raw materials of creation and How do those cultural activities reflect our relationship to God, to one another, and to the world? I'm Ryan Aris, and today it's my pleasure to welcome Pastor Luke Pearson to the show. Luke is Discipleship Pastor at Apologia Church in Phoenix, Arizona, and one of the hosts and founders of Apologia Studios, where they've been involved in producing and distributing high-quality, biblically-centered media to the wide world. This is Episode 7 of Season 1 of the Podcast for Cultural Reformation. This season is all about culture, and today we're going to be talking about the role of media and technology in shaping and being shaped by culture, media as a tool for the kingdom, and how Christians can be productive and useful in this area. This show is packed with practical insights about how to think about and go about building godly culture. So without further ado, please welcome Luke Pearson. Luke, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, uh, I mean, as all as always here, um, we're, what we're going to do is start with a reading from God's Word. Uh, we'll consider okay. what it, what it meant for its original hearers. Uh, then we'll move on to uh, it's some of the, some of its application for us today. And uh, okay. So today, I'm I'm going to read up to these two passages that uh, that you've chosen here. Uh, the first is, okay. uh, is Exodus 31. And I think uh, okay. I think our section is uh, one to eleven. Is that uh, is that what you've got? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Okay, sounds good. So I'm just gonna read those out loud because you can never have too much of this stuff. Yeah. So Exodus thirty-one one to eleven. The Lord okay. said, "The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel the son of Uri, son of Hur of the tribe of Judah.'" And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood, to work in every craft. And behold, I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahissamach, of the tribe of Dan. And I have given to all able men ability, that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tent of meeting, and the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furnishings of the tent, the table and its utensils, and the pure lampstand with all its utensils, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the basin and its stand, and the finely worked garments, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons, for their service as priests, and the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense for the holy place. According to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. And then the second passage is just a few a few uh, chapters later in Exodus, Exodus 35, uh, verses 30 to 35. Then Moses said to the people of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel the son of Uri, son of Hur of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, with intelligence, with knowledge, and with all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood for work in every skilled craft. 
and he has inspired him to teach both him and Holiap, the son of Amisah, the son of Ahisamach of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with skill to do every sort of work done by an engraver or by a designer, or by an embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and with fine twined linen, or by a weaver, or by any sort of workman or skilled designer. So Luke, um, I would love to, I would love to hear hear from you about these passages, what uh, what they would have meant uh, when they were given to the Israelites, and uh, and then how uh, how we should think about them now. Yeah, absolutely. So the, I know that specifically you wanted to talk about uh, media today and and how we uh, essentially can use media to, to further the kingdom. Um, and so I, I want to talk about these two, two, two passages specifically. Um, and I'll go to Exodus 31 here and, uh, specifically in verse 3, it says, And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship. Verse 4, to devise artistic designs to work in gold, silver, and bronze, uh, and cutting stones for setting and in carving wood to work in every craft. Um, and so this is actually uh, the first instance in Scripture where we see someone filled with the Spirit. Uh, and it's it's directly in regards to being a craftsman, um, you know, artistic designs, etc. And then again in, 30, in, in Exodus 35 then, um, you know, again it talks about uh, being filled with the Spirit. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the actual verse, sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, to go? I just lost it. I apologize. Uh, so in those sentences, let every um, every skill for Christ among you come and make all the Lord's command. And it is continues to go on about you know making things to the glory of God artistically. Um, and again, it talks about being filled with the Spirit. Um, that's done in verse thirty. It goes further on to say that. And, um, and so, like, that's, that's where I want, what I wanted to draw out of, out of, um, these passages. Again, it's the first instance of someone being filled with the Spirit, and it involves artistic design and craftsmanship. And, um, so I think we can, we can apply these directly, uh, today, um, to, to media and to arts. And I know this is big with Joe, and you have the evidence, evidence to his, you know, his art and culture, and um, and I think an, an issue we have in our in our culture, in Africa, Canada, and here, and in our in both our nations, is the church shying away from culture, shying away from from art, um, you know. And I know you and I would both agree that uh, it has to do with it's probably stems from a faulty. Um, Eschatology, um, but you know we've abandoned that as a whole, and so I, I think we're at this this position now. I know I know you and I would both agree this, where the church needs to to reengage in the culture, and it starts with media, it starts with art, and and doing those things to the glory of God. Um, and if we're not doing those things to the glory of God, then then we're in sin. <laughs> you know. It's, when it says do all things with the glory of God, that includes all things, including art, culture, media, etc. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I wanted to get at when in, in this discussion today. 
Yeah, that's uh, that sounds awesome. Um, can you uh, can you say a little bit more? You you said something that interested me. You said that uh, engaging the culture that starts with uh, with art and media. Uh, why why would why does it start there? Um, what uh, what what is it about this this uh, sphere? I guess that uh, that would that would make it a strategic uh, entry point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, it's a great question. So, I mean, obviously, you you can't go anywhere without you can't turn on the TV, you can't turn on the radio, you can't go to Facebook, any social media anywhere without being bombarded with a worldview message, right? And we all know there's the myth of neutrality. So the world, everything we see, everything we do is preaching a worldview to us. Um, you know, with the church, uh, shying away from that and kind of, kind of retreating from that and, and, um, kind of privatizing our faith in the gospel, uh, we've abandoned that. We've allowed the world to preach their worldview in mass. Right. And we're not, and as a whole, the church isn't doing anything, isn't responding. And so I think God's given us this opportunity and this ability to easily, uh, promote his kingdom, to promote Christ, the gospel, uh, the Christian worldview with the, with the touch of a button and it goes worldwide. Right. And we're just, as a whole, we're not taking advantage of that. I mean, even one thing that frustrates us, you know, obviously we're, Apologia Studios, we, we do a lot of, a lot of media stuff. One thing that frustrates us is I think Christians are even reluctant to like hit the share button, you know, and it's like you don't realize the impact just hitting the share button can have on something, you know, and, and so that's kind of what I was getting, getting at there is just we have this ability, uh, and I don't think as a whole, I don't think the church is using it. We're not utilizing it. Right. Right. Yeah, so uh, so tell me tell me a little bit about uh, about Apologia because you've uh, you're you're the discipleship pastor at uh, Apologia Church, and you're also uh, one of the founders, and you you're involved at Apologia Studios, and uh, yeah. just uh, if you maybe just rehearse for some of our listeners, uh, I guess what's what's the relationship of the church to the studio, and uh, what. Uh, what was the sort of strategic uh, strategic uh, move there to to have those two things? Sure. Um, so we, um, myself and, and Pastor Jeff Durbin, um, planted the Apologia Church in February of 2010. So we just did eight years. Um, I, won't, I won't. It's a long long story in history there, but um, yeah, yeah, we'll get so, the book on that. So, yeah, so, so that we planned the church then. Um, long, long story short, um, Jeff was also, when we planned the church, was also a chaplain at a, at a rehab hospital in Phoenix. And um, he was doing a radio show on the AM station here for them called Redemption Radio. And it was, it was pretty, it started to gain some popularity. Uh, at the time, I came on a lot. Um, and Joy came on, Joy the girl from Apology Radio, she came on, and it just went really well, we had a good time, and, and so the rehab facility decided to end the, the, their contract, they, they weren't going to renew it, and so the, the AM station asked us if we would uh, start our own show, because they just really liked what we were doing and stuff. Okay. So, 
So we started at Apology Radio. I I was trying to remember the other day how long. I think it's at least six years in December, I think is where we're at. I can't remember exactly. Um, so I started Apology Radio, um, and, you know, it, it started to grow pretty quickly, again, because of, of our online presence, because of social media. Um, and to be honest, we didn't even have, I don't, most of our listeners are online. I don't even know how much people are actually listening to us on the AM station. I don't know how many, I don't know what it's like in Canada, but I don't think a whole lot of people, uh, listen to AM anymore down here. So, um, but what happened then was, uh, it's, I think it was just about three years ago. Um, we had met Marcus Pittman, who's, who's now our, pro- our producer and, uh, he was doing, he was on Virginia, but we had met him and got connected, got talking with him, realized we had a lot of the same, uh, goals and, and aspirations with media specifically. And so we got to a point where we needed to renew our contract with the, with the radio station. And essentially we were paying them, you know, a bunch of money every month to go in once a week and record and they would cut it, cut it live essentially. So we were paying them all the money essentially to go in there and record in the studio. So we realized, like, hey, we could we could take this money, you know, and do it ourselves. And so we ended up bringing Marcus out, and um, just a really cool uh, blessing from God. In that, um, we we just kind of threw out like a general prayer request again on media, on social media, like, hey, pray for us. We're trying to make some big decisions or whatever. Didn't say anything. Somebody messages us and says, hey, what are you doing? What are you thinking? And we're like, well, we want to start our own studio and they said here's thirty five thousand oh, wow. uh, dollars get, get your own studio and your equipment and we we're just like wow like just blown away you know just completely amazed and blessed by god so yeah no that's way. kind of how apology and actually then it was just apology radio so then we started apology studios um uh, so now we have you know we're doing a lot more stuff obviously and we we have the end abortion now that comes out of there and we're doing Sheologians, and we now have Next Week with Jeff Durbin. Yeah. Uh, we have Apology TV, you know, the Academy, all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how the history of it. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's all funded by uh, Apology All Access. So we have people that have a subscription to, you know, to Apology Studios. And that and everything, everything you see coming from us is being funded by our listeners, which is amazing. And so how it relates to the church, so essentially, um, Apology of Studios is just the, I guess, the the outreach uh, media arm of Apology of Church. Right. So, you yeah. know, essentially they're, they're one and the same, but this is, our, this is our, our media arm that's, you know, out in the culture, worldwide, you know, and stuff. So that's kind of how that all relates. Oh, that's awesome! So kind of the way that some uh, some churches have a uh, sort of a publishing ministry or or other kind of uh, sure. outreach. You've just uh, you just got a uh, like a first rate first rate media channel with uh, five or six different offerings. There, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's hope that answers that question. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, it seems to be. Uh, Seems to be gathering some steam. I, I've noticed that you've had uh, you've had quite a few sort of high profile and uh, more important than that, just faithful and uh, and valuable and articulate, godly uh, 
guests on. Uh, Joe Boot was yes. there just a couple of months ago, and that was a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, but uh, yes. to uh, to push or not to push back, but to uh, to look at it from the other side. Um, sure. Why why do you think that? Uh, I mean, at least in recent history, um, why why do you think that? Uh, Many Christians have had a kind kind of an ambivalent or a distrustful relationship to uh, to technology and media. Mm. That's a great question. Um, I think two reasons. Um, one, again, like I mentioned, I think it's, it stems from bad eschatology. I think um, uh, I think dispensationalism has just utterly destroyed the churches ability and desire even to uh speak into the culture you know instead instead of instead of uh you know trying to grow the kingdom instead of looking to the future and see how we can uh you know positively affect the culture we've the church as a whole has retreated um you know essentially waiting for the rapture um and so they just completely disengaged from the culture Right, um, right. So this uh, this kind of disengagement from media is just sort of the the twenty uh, first century way of disengaging from culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's 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 combined with this retreatist mentality, combined with uh, I think just this overly pietistic um, view of of culture and view of media essentially and you know i i grew up you know in a incredibly faithful uh christian family uh, you know my great grandparents and my grandparents were both missionaries in africa my mom was actually born in, in the belgian congo so i come from that uh incredible incredible people that love god but also grew incredibly legalistic you know in, the, in those aspects because I think there's just this, um, the way I say it's pietistic, you know, just this kind of view of like, like we're not even going to touch that stuff. <laughs> you know, we're not going to watch it. We're not going to lose it. Um, you know, I'm the, obviously I mentioned I'm in Kauai right now. We planned a church in Kauai. We're here right now on a, on a, for the week, just doing some support missions work and stuff. And we were just talking about this, I think last night, um, you know, just, just how we've just completely disengaged and, uh, you know, like obviously my nation, your nation, we have incredible, uh, Christian roots. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that we've, again, because the, I believe because the church has abandoned the culture and not just the culture, but, uh, um, politics, you know, the government, we've abandoned that and kind of just disengaged from that. And so we are where we are because the church has failed in those areas and uh even here in hawaii like i've been super encouraged this week just hearing meeting a lot of people like hawaii has incredible christian roots throughout the islands um and you know it's again the the church is just abandoned and so it's like just trying to re-engage with those christian roots and uh you know expand the kingdom so that was a long-winded answer (laughs) Question. No, no, that's uh, that was uh, right on, uh, right on point here. So I gotta tell you a cool story if, if you gotta say it. Yeah, totally. Um, just 
I was just sure that's uh, just to show the effects of of media. Um, so, when did you guys have the? You put up the interview with Sandlin at the beginning of the year, right? Like maybe January or so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we had an interview yeah. with uh, so, Andrew Sandlin on this podcast. Yes. So, just so you know, that that podcast has completely uh, positively affected my thinking. You know, talking about the imperial gospel, it, it's yeah. transformed a lot of my thinking. Um, and so, I was super encouraged by that. Um, oh, you know, we've all been talking about it. Obviously, we just had Andrew Sandlin. We've had him on Apology TV, and just last week, um, we actually had him in Phoenix. Uh, he was on next week with Jeff Durbin. We did a couple of academies with him. Um, got to spend some more time with him. And, um, so just getting, so getting to know that relationship, getting to know him, again, being heavily impacted by that single podcast. You know, we just were in Ireland trying to, um, help them fight against, they're trying to, re- they repeal the Eighth Amendment, which would legalize abortion. So we're trying to help them. And, you know, my sermon I gave there was heavily impacted by Joe and by, by Sandlin, but. Yeah. So here's what's, here's, here's what I'm doing. This is what's so cool. So here's this one podcast you put out. I hear it, you know, so someone in Canada to California, Sandlin comes last week. He had no idea that we had planned a church in Kauai. You know, if he hadn't come last week, yeah. He, he probably wouldn't have even known because I was like, oh, we're going to be in Kauai next week. He's like, oh, no kidding. What are you guys doing there? And we're playing the church. And he said, oh, I have a friend that I've known for 20 years that's in Kauai right now. He knows a lot of people in Kauai, you know, would love to connect you guys. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That'd be great. So I mean, I mean him, his name is uh, Michelle Genode. Jun- I met him this week here in Kauai and just like, I'm telling you, Ryan, this is crazy. Like the, the, the connections that he has, the people he knows, um, it's going to be, it could be a game changer. That relationship could be a game changer for us here in Kauai, for the kingdom. No way. And this all goes back to just, just the one podcast. <laughs> so, you know, it's just like, so that's how, that's how, how important it is to be engaged with, with media. Um, yeah, it's just, it's nuts. I can't even begin to tell you, like, just the stuff that's coming together because of that one, that one relationship. And, um, and so that's, that's kind of what I think where we're getting. And even like, you know, I know you didn't mention possibly getting into the parable of the, of the, the seeds and the soils, you know, and it's like, you know, you we're just, you're just scattering, right? It, it's it's yeah. the same with the gospel, the same with, me, with media. You're just using media to scatter. You get a touch of what can, can scatter gospel seeds worldwide. Yeah. And a heartbeat, and you never know, you never know how God's going to use those. You never know how that's going to impact people. You know, I think that's how the world is going to continue to grow and grow and grow. Um, the kingdom, I mean, is going to continue to grow and grow and grow, you know, until all enemies are put under the feet of Christ. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so cool. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. So I mean, instead of uh, obviously instead instead of shying away from it, um, how can uh, how can Christians be thinking strategically? I mean, we yeah. we, we hear a lot of uh, criticism, or I mean, like neg- negative uh, negative tinted kind of sound from uh, 
from a lot of corners. Uh, doesn't really matter the age or their religious background or anything, but like, oh yeah, like young people spend a lot of time on their phones. Like, so I mean, without uh, without saying, I don't know, without saying, spend a lot of time on your phones. Like, what what should Christians be yeah. doing? I guess to to sort of to maximize and to wisely and uh, faithfully. Um, yeah, ma- maximize the use of media for the kingdom of God. Yeah, that's that's a great question as well. Um, so one, one thing I wanted to start with is so that that message I just sent you. I hope it's the right the right one. I got to double check that. Um, but we were up in Moscow. I don't. Know, I think it was last year at a com- uh, Jeff did a conference with Doug Wilson, and um, there's a message that Doug gave. Yeah, and in that message talking about media, talking about it in related to missions, and he, he said that we should view media with grateful suspicion. Okay. And that term's really stuck with me. I've used it a lot. Uh, the point is that we, need to, we should be grateful for media, because it's a tremendous tool, but at the same time, we need to be suspicious about it, meaning we need to be careful how we use it, we need to not make it an idol. Uh, okay. It's just like anything else, right? Like anything God's given us, uh, can be used for his glory, but it can also be used in a sinful way. And so, so using media in a way that glorifies God, strategically, like you're saying, uh, but to be careful to not make it an idol, not to, uh, use it simply, not to use it for selfish motives and gains, but to use it for the glory of God. Um, and so, if I, I I'll give you, I'll give you a, a practical example. I talk about, you know, we went to Ireland, we've been yeah. there a couple times in the last year, and, so, like, meeting with, with these, with these, uh, incredibly faithful and amazing, like, super encouraging brothers and sisters in Ireland, um, one of the first questions we asked them was, like, what are you guys doing for media to, to get the message out? You know, and specifically the, to, you know, uh, the pro-life, I hate to use the term pro-life, but the, yeah, you yeah. know, the, that message to, to, to um, to keep abortion illegal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and they're, you know, we met with a lot of the pastors, like in the, in the Reformed Presbyterian Church there. They trace their roots back to John Knox. Right. Um, you know, a lot of them are just saying, we're not really doing anything, um, you know, and, and okay, well, like, well, who in Ireland, you know, is speaking, like, for Christ, like, to further the kingdom? And they're like, honestly, yeah. a lot of, a lot of the media that we have that we're seeing on YouTube and stuff like that is coming from without, without, you know, outside of Ireland. It's not right. within Ireland. Yeah. And, and so like, so we've been able to help them. That, that the question you're asking is like, how can we set up strategic things in media? You know, like I love what you guys are doing with this podcast. Like this is, this is awesome. Like that's just, that's an easy, that's an easy thing to do is just to make a podcast. Yeah. You know, um, if, if you're, uh, you know, if you're a pastor of the church, like get your sermons up on YouTube or sermon audio, you know, Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've been doing a lot of Facebook live stuff and we actually just decided we could do Facebook live and YouTube live at the same time. And, um, you know, like there's just so many easy things to do, um, that you could do strategically with media, um, just to get just to get the the gospel out there and to grow the kingdom and um 
So I don't know if that answered your question. No, that was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, uh, it it brought it brought up uh, brought up another question, but uh, I I was just thinking um, as you were talking about about the printing press, and uh, oh yeah, I'm uh, I I studied as a librarian before I started working uh, working with the with the Ezra Institute, but no, no, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it's been uh, it was fun. There there are some cool things there uh, in that in that world. But uh, we don't uh, we don't tend to think of books as as technology these days. I mean, we tend to look, look at them as yeah. pr- pretty old school. Um, but I mean, first of all, like for for like four hundred and fifty years, this was this was like the most effective way we had to uh, to get your message out yeah. to to a wide audience. I mean, yeah. we had. Uh, we had later developments in uh, sort of t- short messages and telegraphs and these kinds of things. But if you had a sustained yeah. narrative or a sermon length or a book length message, you uh, you wrote it down and you printed it. And like Gutenberg was printing, like the, the first thing he printed uh, for a long time uh, and that other printers did was, uh, was print the Bible. And I mean, yeah. from, uh, from that, uh, Late medieval, early modern worldview. What what else would you print? But uh, yeah. But it uh, the uh, the the question that came to my mind. This and this was a long way and a, a dorky way to get around to saying, uh, whoever whoever owns the printing press, whoever owns that sort of uh, yep. that means of uh, of printing, they're the ones who yeah. can uh, who who control. You know what uh, what messages get. Yeah. Uh, get circulated widely and which ones kind of get quietly shut down. So, yeah. uh, so I mean, I've, uh, I, w- I watch you guys on, on Facebook live pretty regularly, but, uh, it's, oh, right I don't think it's anyone, it's any, uh, surprise to anyone to hear that, uh, the guys behind Facebook are not, uh, are not really, uh, <laughs> are not God lovers. So yeah. what, uh, what to, what happens, or what do, what do we do, or how do we think about that? Like, what what happens when yeah. uh, when the day comes when when next week is uh, is disinvited from Facebook Live? Yeah, man. Okay, you brought up a, a number of really good points here. So, first, let me say, I don't know if you saw this just this week, just yesterday. I think Facebook and Google both. Speaking of the referendum in Ireland, oh yeah, Facebook and Google both publicly announced. That they're su- they're suppressing all pro-life advertising coming into Ireland. Um, they're allowing stuff within with inside of Ireland, but anything coming in from outside of Ireland, they're they're not doing. No, I didn't hear that. Talk about, yeah, yeah. So it's exactly what you're talking about. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. So no, you're absolutely right. That's that's uh, and what you said. Those those that control the printing press. You know, they control media and. And, uh, you know, even going back to the, the printing press in Gutenberg and, and, like, that's the reason the Reformation exploded the way it did because of the printing press, right? Yeah, totally. And I'm going to link, I sent you the message that Marcus gave at ReformCon. If you can link this in there, he, he talks a lot about that. Um, incredible, you know, just like even the technology and the cell phone, the telegraph, all that came from Christians. Yeah. I all the technology that. that we have to use for media came from Christians and we're not using it. I was you watching have, that. Just you allowed the world, you know, like you allowed the world to take dominion over it, and we need to take that dominion back and be using that 
uh, and, they, and you're exactly right again that you know those who are controlling the media control the message. They control what worldview is being um, promoted, right? And so if we're not taking dominion over that stuff, then our position, our worldview is is not going to win anybody. It's not going to take dominion of the culture. Um, you know, I, I love Joe's stuff on on you know where he talks about you know renew, rebuilding the garden. Right. Uh, you know, like 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 we can't do that without media right now. That's that's our printing press, right? And if we're not u- utilizing that, then we're not going to build the garden. You know. Yeah. Sure. So I mean, this here you heard you heard it here. And, I mean, you're going to hear it from Apologia, guys, but, uh, yeah, like, f- filmmakers and coders and developers, like, get out there and make a uh, yeah. make a better Christian alternative to, to what we have. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, brings up another good point, too. Just, um, not just, here, here's the problem we, we all know with traditional Christian media, and Christian, especially in film, in TV and radio, like and music, it's 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 cheesy, right? It's, yeah, it's there's not a, good quality. And it's, I mean, it's, it's uh, quality. And and I would I would argue that I don't think a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it doesn't glorify God because it's it's made cheaply. It's 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 not done well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, in regards in regards to what you just said, like let's not just try to imitate right what the world's doing. Um, let's not just try to ape what they've done. Let's make it better. Yeah. And and I say only only Christians have that ability to truly make stuff better because we only Christians have that starting point, that presupposition, you know, that worldview that accounts for beauty, that accounts for goodness, that accounts for truth, that accounts for morality. You know, you go online, you name it. Like we have that. We're standing on that. So let's make stuff better than what the world's made, uh, because it grow simply because it glorifies God. That should be just the bottom line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, that's uh, that was awesome, Luke. Um, I won't. Uh, I know that you're uh, Thanks, you're over here or you're over in Hawaii, just sort of getting ready to start your day. I'm not going to keep you much longer. But uh, before before you go, um, what? Uh, what would you recommend that people either read or watch or listen to to uh, to learn more about yes. sort of how how to think about this area, how to think about this subject? Yeah, so I um, there's a again the message Marcus gave is really good, simple thing to kind of get the wheels turning. It's called How Christians Gave the World Smartphones. So I send that to you, Ryan, so you can link that. Nice. And then there's a there's a book next. I told Ryan just to be I haven't actually read that. Oh, did I send that to you? Uh, maybe, maybe I did. I'll send that to you. Um, hold on, I'm, I apologize. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, I asked Marcus specifically what book, because we talked a lot about this, but I haven't actually read this book. Yeah. But he said this would be really good. It's called uh, The Book That Made Your World, How the Bible Created the Soul of Western Civilization. Um and so I'll, I'll give this and send that to you, Ryan. It's um, by uh, Vishal Mangalwadi. Um, oh, okay. And so yeah. that's a good book to read. 
Um, and then I'll also verify that that sermon I was talking about by Doug I thought was really good as well. So those are just some good, I think, some really good practical starting points to think about. I mean, to be honest, there's not a whole lot of there's not a lot of books and resources out there. Again, because the church has this is an area the church has really explored. I don't think. Um, I know you guys have done. You guys have had Joe talk a lot about arts and culture. I think is another. Uh, some some good places to start as well. Um, yeah, sure. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I would start. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's really cool. I'll uh, I'll make sure we get those uh, get those shared. Yeah. Well, Luke, awesome. Luke, thanks uh, thanks so much for being here. It's been a real pleasure. It's been a uh, an eye opening kind of time. Yeah. Absolutely. My my pleasure, man. I'm glad to do it. I I'm super. Encouraged by you guys and thankful for you and uh, and 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 I'll, I'll use you guys as an example real quick too. Uh, I know you guys have been like doing seems like a pretty big overhaul on your on the media on your end, and that's been really awesome to see and encouraging for us as well. Um, so keep up the good work there, and um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to you know seeing you guys in a couple of weeks and and just. You know, seeing what God has in store for for our relationship as we work together for the kingdom. Yeah, uh, me too, brother. Me too. It's uh, it's been a real uh, real inspiration to to know that you guys are are out there and are uh, are just excelling at this uh, at this media thing for the Lord. Right on, praise God. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast for Cultural Reformation. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. For more Ezra Institute resources, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. Thank you for listening. Feel free to share the material with friends, but do not charge for or alter it in any way without the written consent of the EICC. Thanks again.